And now, live from Atlanta, Georgia, everyone's social media friend, it's Deb Creer. Every week, Deb talks with the movers and shakers, the experts, the best of the best in social media, bringing you all of the latest tips, techniques, and trends for successfully using social media. In social media, there's only one constant, Deb Creer. Good morning, good morning, everyone. I am Deb Creer. I'm the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And this is going to be so cool today because this is a person who I've never met in real life. We only know each other on social media. And in fact, we met, and I'm putting that in our little air quotes, um, we met on a Facebook professional group. So, you know, for people who think Facebook is just for fun, nah, you know, there's definitely ways to use it for professional gain. So please join me in welcoming the fabulous Gloria Rand. Thanks. It's so great to be here. Well, and it's funny because Gloria is in Florida, I'm in Atlanta, and then, of course, the station is in Denver. So, again, it just goes to show that we are everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) So, for people who don't know Gloria, let me tell just a little bit about you. Gloria Rand is a success and wellness coach, certified high-performance speaker, and award-winning SEO blogger, an internationally known leading expert in online marketing, Gloria develops innovative programs that enable small business owners and entrepreneurs to achieve true success in their health and business. Gloria is also a contributing author to the best-selling book, Connect, 100-plus mind-blowing strategies to use social media and drive business growth. And she is the creator of Write, Sell, Succeed, a new and noteworthy podcast on iTunes. So again, Gloria, welcome. All right, thanks. I'm so excited to be with you today and and look I've been looking forward to this. It's you know, it's going to be so much fun especially because as I mentioned, we've never really met. So mm-hmm. this is going to be a great way to get to know you and get to know what you do. Absolutely. So <laughs> let's let's take a step back because we have a lot of small business owners, entrepreneurs, people who are doing all of their marketing everything themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they outsource getting a logo designed, you know, maybe they outsource getting their website designed, things like that. But when you say something like SEO, they say, SEO? What's SEO? <laughs> I don't understand SEO. So let's start with the basics because things have changed. You know, as Google changes its algorithms and all of those things, you know, it used to be you had to have meta tags and keywords and, you know, all those things are probably still very important, but it was something that you had to build in or Google wouldn't find you and, you know, all of those things, and, and so many people now will tell me, oh, pff, SEO, it's not important at all. I, I just have to have a website that's updated, and, and oh, by the way, I'm not going to have a website because I just have a Facebook page. Um, you know, and, and so, yeah, yeah, see? it's and, and, of course, I always cringe with that, yeah. too, because I tell people it's Facebook's toy. Right. You know, don't ever put yeah. your, you know, you know you're, you're playing in their sandbox mm-hmm. and they can come and take your shovel away. They could come and, and charge you for that shovel. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, all sorts of stuff. Yep. So it is best to always, always, always. And I don't care if you're selling, you know, a, a widget where you sell one every once in a while or you're, you know, a Fortune 500 company. You have to have a website. And, and a, the big foundation of that is SEO. So talk to us about what SEO is and why the heck it is still so important. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I was right with you. I was. I was just like cringing. I, I do cringe whenever I hear someone say, oh, yeah, I can do, I can just have a Facebook page. It's like, no, you need to have some place where you can get people to come to your place. It, it's it's mm-hmm. your virtual store, whether you're selling products directly from your website or not. It's still your mm-hmm. virtual place. But but. Getting back to SEO stands for search engine optimization, and it's essentially a way for you to be able to uh, create a website in such a way that it allows your website to show up ideally naturally on the Google results page when someone types in a particular word or phrase that is related to your business. And so it 
It definitely, you, you mentioned like, you know, meta tags and things like that. And, and those pieces are still important. You do need to have your site set up properly with these keyword phrases in the background, because that is where Google's little spiders are going to be going, crawling mm -hmm. through to be able to, to find a match to when someone types in a phrase in that, in the search engine. But, um, but you're right. It is, there's, much more to it than that and in fact i've been working with a couple of clients recently who are just like or especially one i've got a lovely veterinarian who's just you know concerned he's like he's not getting any calls and and so how's the website doing and it's like well the website's okay it's on page one of google but what else are you doing to market your business right <laughs> you right. know you, you've got to be doing some social media you know and and things like that because it's it's you can't just rely on the website anymore. It's still a mm -hmm. big piece and you definitely got to have it set up right, but it's just, it's one, it's one tool in your toolbox. Right. It's got to, you've got to have a lot of others to go with it. Well, I kind of think of it as a tree and it's the trunk. Mm. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's what holds everything up, but then you have to have all these other branches, whether that's social media, direct mail, networking, you know, all of those other things play into it. But hopefully then you're sending people back to your website to, to see what your product or your service is, maybe to spend money with you, you know, the important thing. Right. But, you know, it, it's still people will say, what's your website? And if you look at them and say, oh, it's Facebook.com slash minda, 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 you know, then they know that you're not taking business seriously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and to me, that's the key is you really are showing that you're not a, a professional. You know, and, and I mean, it's easy enough anymore to have a website and I'm not talking about the, the websites where, you know, it's the Wix.com and, right. and all of those things, because my understanding is SEO really gets messed up with those. Yes. Yes. Um, thank you. Explain to us why. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, it is, uh, that's, that's my entire knowledge of it mm -hmm. is it messes up SEO, but why the heck does it mess up SEO when you use one of those? And we're not talking WordPress. Right, we're talking. Right. You know, we're talking about one of those platforms mm -hmm. and GoDaddy has those, you know, all of those various things where we'll build it for you. Yeah. But what the heck does it do to your SEO? Well, well, and, and I would, I think, I think whatever GoDaddy has is probably fine, but it is things like, like Wix. Um, I think there's, is it webs or something like that? Mm -hmm. But, but yeah, it's these do it yourself platforms and yeah, they make me crazy um, when I have clients coming to me going like, Oh, why can't I get my website on Google? It's like, right. and then I look at the website, I'm like, Oh, it's, it's mm -hmm. one of these. You have to start over. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. the problem is even though they say there's SEO friendly, they're, they're built on, um, uh, it's it's a it's a framework that's really um, it's like it's an image and I'm forgetting uh, right now I'm blanking on the exact terminology for it, but it's it's they have to kind of go into a convoluted way to be able to allow Google to even crawl the website and you mm -hmm. can't really optimize each individual page. You still right. are really only going to be able to do like basically the home page, and mm -hmm. that's not enough. You have to you've got to be able to give Google, well, number one, you know, Google wants, they want to see fresh content from you and they want to be able to see that they can crawl these individual pages and be able to find matches to the keywords. And so those, mm -hmm. those websites, they, it just makes it really difficult. And, and I always am recommending um, to business owners that if, if you want to do it yourself, you really can't go wrong with with WordPress. It's right. not that difficult. There's there's plenty of tutorials on YouTube mm -hmm. that you can go to to learn how to you do it yourself. You can go to Fiverr and spend you know twenty bucks and have somebody help. Exactly. You. Yeah. It's it's not difficult and it's much more user friendly. And then you can add those SEO plugins mm -hmm. that will allow you to be able to easily get your site optimized so that Google is going to find it and right. just have. And you can hook up Google Analytics to it and all sorts of wonderful things. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's it's worth doing a little bit extra, spending just a little bit extra money. I mean, because you have to pay money, I think, for some of the things on Wix. Right. I know it's free on some of their stuff, but, but some of it you still have to pay extra for. So you might as well invest money. This is your business, after all. Mm -hmm. And you need to be able to if, – if you're not going to invest any money in marketing – then really, why are you in business? Right. <laughs> it, it right. Is what it, it, comes it would down be to. similar to just taking little pieces of paper, cutting them up and writing on them and saying, here's my business card. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. It it's, needs to be something professional and you need to be able to have it be a way for people to find you. And mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and we still do. You know, you get an email from somebody mm -hmm. and, and, you know, maybe you don't know them. So say it's Gloria at GloriaRand.com. The first thing I do is I go to GloriaRand.com to see more about you. You know, and, and if I go there and it really didn't exist or it was, you know, something that was put together very quickly, you know, things like that. Then my next thought is, again, like we said, maybe not quite so professional or so serious about your business. And, you know, and we're not talking a hundred page website, folks. You know, some of these websites now, if it's five pages... It does what you need it to do. And this is this really isn't rocket science. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you basically need, you, you know, you need a homepage that with some basic information about why someone should do business with you. Mm -hmm. You need an about us page because that's really important. That's like the second most important page after the homepage. Right. So because people do, they want to find out mm -hmm. about you and find out what your qualifications are. And then, you know, you have a service page or an about page and a contact us page. And maybe you have your blog then attached to it too. And that's, right. that's it. Like you can get mm -hmm. away with five pages. So as mm -hmm. you say, it doesn't have to be overly complicated. Uh, right. You know, and, and the cool thing about WordPress is there's free and there's paid templates. I typically do a paid template just because I want it to a little bit, you know, to do a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But we're not, it's, again, we're not talking this is going to cost a fortune. I think my template cost me 60 bucks. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and then you've got the, the plugins and the widgets. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and you need those to some degree to be able to function. You know, as, as you mentioned, Gloria, you need the ones for SEO and, and some things like that. Mm -hmm. Because it isn't just... Hey, you put your website up. You still have to add these other things. And you'll thank heavens for YouTube. That's how I end up doing a lot of my WordPress site is I'll think, okay, how do I make this work? I go back to Google and, you know, yes, there are other search engines, but we're just talking about, you know, Google's the big guy. Right, so. right. Um, and and, I, and then I go to YouTube and I find videos on how to do whatever it is that I've been trying to make my WordPress site do. Mm -hmm. And woof, poof, there, I can do it. I know. It. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wonderful. It's, and it's amazing because it's like whenever you don't know how to do something, it's like, and I have this with my daughter will tell me all the time, mom, just Google it, you know, just, just, right. just Google it. It's like, it's become a yeah, verb. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's great. And YouTube is great for like how to videos on how to do mm -hmm. just about anything you could possibly want. And um, as a side note, if you're in business, and you want people to find you and do something uh, with you, create your own how-to videos and put them on YouTube. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and because that really is one of the things that people are looking for. So maybe you have a business that, you know, does something that you can do how-to videos. And, and I really don't care what it is. If it's a restaurant, if it's a bookstore, if it's how to do social media, you know, you can create videos. Yeah. And, and again, you know, your phone is, a, is a, it's got a good enough video camera on it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's pretty easy to, to be able to do these videos and it's driving traffic <clears throat> to your website and then maybe they will buy your product or service. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing. <laughs> and, so, and I think that's a lot of people and especially I know small business owners, I think, kind of get into this trap. They, they sort of overcomplicate things or, or, or they mm -hmm. kind of kind of freak out and think it's like, you know, they have to do so much. But you, you don't have to do a lot necessarily right. and you can get help you know and as you say you can get mm -hmm. help even inexpensively on like Fiverr and things like that mm -hmm. so it's um, there are ways to do this that will make your life easier and right. get the business that you want out of it mm -hmm. and and there are definitely times when you should hire it done yeah. you know I, I tend to go along the philosophy of if it's going to take me more than about 15 minutes then I should probably hire it done yeah. Um, you know, especially if it's something like fixing my website oh, or, yeah. you know, things like that, because you know, I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, I like tinkering on my website. Yeah. I mean, I could tinker all day. <laughs> that's not the best use of my time. Right. And that's certainly not where I make my money. Yes. You know, and, and um, you know, or things like the, the one of the examples that I give, you know, we, we talked, we mentioned Fiverr. That's one of them. I love Fiverr. Mm -hmm. um, the, the sounder that starts this radio program is a fiver. Mm -hmm. I spent, now I actually spent more than $5 right. because I was so pleased with the young man mm -hmm. that I tipped him. Yeah. But it, it was $5. Yeah. You know, it's a professional sounding voice. Mm -hmm. He redid it because he mispronounced my name. Right. Um, you know, some things like that. And and then he does the, the one at the, the end. Mm -hmm. Again, it was $5, folks. I know. 
And it sounds like I went and found some glamorous Hollywood actor with this deep voice <laughs> who, you know, is, is introducing my program. Mm-hmm. No, it was five bucks. I know. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I did the same thing for my podcast as well. Because <laughs> it, it was like, yeah, you know, it, you, you want to have some some professional introduction mm-hmm. for it. And, and yeah, and I went to Fiverr and it was it was awesome. Right. So it's it's a really cool thing. Right. Well, you know, one of the things you mentioned was a blog mm-hmm. and I've been bad. My blog, I haven't done, I haven't done my blog for a while and, and it's one of those things I need to get back into, but why is it important for someone to have a blog and then how do you really use that to help with SEO and, and on social media, things like sure. that? Sure. Well, it's, I, it's important because this is, well, so many, there's like so many different reasons. Number one is well, a blog will help you with Google. I mean, number one, because you, if you have it attached to your website and generally, you know, ideally you're going to be maybe publishing a new article every week. So mm-hmm. you're going to be adding new content to your website and that helps to keep it fresh. So whatever ranking you have, um, it's going to help to keep it there because right. as we know, there are new websites coming online all the time and they're mm-hmm. coming in on your, in your industry as well. Mm-hmm. And if you're not doing anything to keep your website up there, then somebody new is going to come in and start pushing you down. So, right. so the blog is great for that. It's also a fantastic way for you to be able to promote your expertise. Um, I, I like to tell, um, clients that when especially if they're struggling to come up with content for their blog is that they should follow the golden rule of blogging which is they ask you answer so if you have like frequently asked questions on your blog for or on your website for instance take each one of those questions could be a blog article because right. these are your prospects and your customers want to know about your product or your service they want to know you know, how to use it properly or what have you. There's all sorts of things. They want to know how much it's going to cost, all those types of things. And you can be answering that information, answering those questions in your blog. And so it's going to make you the authority, uh, Mm -hmm. essentially. And it's going to make people want to, they're going to be more likely to do business with you because we know people always do business with people they like and trust. And if you're Mm -hmm. providing that great information, then they're going to want to do business with you. Right. And, and as you said, you know, people ask you questions all the time. And so it's easy to come up with the next blog post. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be war and peace, folks. Right. You know, it's, I, I always say, you know, we have the attention span of a gnat. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you know, if it isn't a fairly quick read, unless it really is good content, I'm not going to read it. Right. And the bad part is I don't even start it. Because if I look at it and go, holy cow, this is a really long article, I'll come back to yeah. it. And then, you know, how many times do you actually go back to right. it? Right. Yeah. And that, that's, that's the thing. So you do have to be uh, careful about that. I, and I recommend generally like 400 words is usually mm-hmm. good. But, but as you say, if you do have something that is going to be more lengthy, then definitely break it up. Use right. subheads to kind of break up the content, make it mm-hmm. easy on the eye so it doesn't look so overwhelming. Or... Mm-hmm chop it up into two or three parts and then you've got three Mm -hmm. separate articles and now Mm -hmm. you've got more content plus you can tease the article uh, you know and say come back next week and I'll have part two where we're going to talk about this and Mm -hmm. so that helps you again to be able to get more content so you don't have to do you know obsess over that and the other thing is it doesn't actually always have to be writing either you could certainly do a video blog just as easily Mm -hmm. and and sometimes frankly it's a lot faster to be able to just talk (laughs) for Mm -hmm. two minutes and you'll have the same amount of content as if you spent 15 minutes (laughs) writing Mm -hmm. it down instead so well and we're not expecting oscar worthy work right you know we we know that you know somebody might cough or sneeze or fumble a word here or there you know what that makes them human if i see one where it is polished my first thought is they're probably too expensive, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I and I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, you know, that just but but then I'm thinking, you know, are they obsessing over doing their videos so much that they're not doing the other work? So it's OK to go um, now, you know, obviously you don't want to go um a lot or, you know, have all sorts of things. But it's it's OK to be human in your videos. Yeah, definitely, because people are going to it, it is it's going to make them more 
more willing to connect. Well, they'll be able to connect with you better, I think, is, is right. the point. Because, yeah, you're you're not that polished spokesperson mm-hmm. type person. And, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, this is somebody who's, you know, I could meet down the street and, and have mm-hmm. a coffee with. So it'll right. be a lot easier. Uh, I mean, there's a reason why the blooper programs are, are so popular, because we like seeing the movie stars screw up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and in fact, I, I've even, well, I know one of the... Um, you, you may be familiar with one, one of the people I love uh, who I've learned a lot of video marketing from is James Wedmore. And, mm-hmm. and he will actually put bloopers at the end of his videos right. uh, mm-hmm. to show you that, you know, even though, you know, this whole content looked really polished, but mm-hmm. uh, before that he screwed up <laughs> several mm-hmm. times. Right. So even he is mm-hmm. not perfect. And, mm-hmm. you know, and it just kind of endears you to him and, and right. yeah, makes you want to do business with him. Mm-hmm. So it's great. Um, but the other thing about, blog and I think you you had mentioned the other question you had though was how do we make sure that uh, people can find the blog and that is mm-hmm. where the lovely keyword research comes into play yes. mm-hmm. and that is so important for um, business owners because if you're going to go to all the trouble of posting uh, you know writing a blog article if you're not including the phrases that your prospects are going to be using to find you mm-hmm. then then you're just wasting your time Right. So you have to be able to do some of that research. And, and it can start with as simple as asking your current customers, mm-hmm. what what did you use to find me? What what mm-hmm. what words right. did you use? And, and then you can kind of build uh, some articles around that. You can certainly use, I highly recommend paying attention to your Google Analytics because mm-hmm. you can sometimes see at least which articles maybe are popular. Um, you can't necessarily see what keywords uh, people are using to find you anymore. For some reason, Google decided to get rid of that feature. Yeah, it may come back. <sighs> it might, yeah. Um, so, but anyway, you'll be able to see which ones are, are, are popular. Where are people going on your website? Mm-hmm. And that can help you find out. And, of course, there are free keyword research tools out there, including right. Google's own AdWords mm-hmm. tool that you can mm-hmm. use um, to find. And the one one piece of advice I will, I will share with uh, everyone out there who's listening to this is to don't try to focus on, like, one or two words. Because Google has gotten savvy, and and we as a society, I think, and, and people who have gotten used to searching on the Internet are just being more direct about that. We're asking questions, uh, right. you know, and so if you can write an article that includes a whole question <laughs> as mm-hmm. the title. Yeah, how do I use Twitter for business? Right, yeah, exactly. So people mm-hmm. are actually typing that into Google, or better yet, they're using their smartphone and mm-hmm. they're talking into Google uh, and mm-hmm. asking these questions too. It's not just actually typing in anymore. A lot of people are right. using that Google Talk feature. Right. So if you can use the phrases that are more... Um, natural sounding and and mm-hmm. use like you know four or five word phrases focus on those that's going to help you to be able to really connect with people online when they're searching then they're going to find your your information a lot right. more easily well and i want to focus on something that you've mentioned several times that i think so many people forget and that's using the words that other people use to search for you right um you know you might have industry specific terms or, you know, things that are more common to, to the person who actually knows that industry or that product or that service, but it's not what somebody who wants to buy it is looking for. And, you know, watch the acronyms. I had somebody send me something the other day, and it was filled with acronyms. And these were not common acronyms because they had kind of made them up <laughs> for their own industry. Oh, wow. and, and I went back to him and I said, I need you to tell me what these acronyms mean. And I could tell that when they read it, I got an eye roll. Mm. And a, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it was like, I'm sorry, that makes no sense to me. Yeah. And you always have to watch acronyms because, you know, it, what is an acronym to one person is something totally different to somebody else. You know, so think of all of those phrases. Uh, you know, one of my favorite things, because, of course, you know, social media is kind of hard to to define and, you know, and some people call it social networking and all of that. One of my favorite TV programs has this curmudgeon on it and he doesn't call it social media. He calls it the Facebook, the Twitter. Mm -hmm. And, and it's funny because they, they of course make fun of him on the program because then they'll throw it back at him and they'll say, well, we went to the Facebook and found such and such. But you know, it is true. You know, a lot of people aren't calling it social media because they only use Facebook. Right. 
And and so if you don't have that keyword in there, then, you know, and, and now obviously you can't force it. If it's an article about Twitter, then, you know, having Facebook in there multiple times is probably not a good plan. But, you know, if you're comparing them, mm-hmm. okay, sure. Yes. But how are your clients, and it's exactly what you said, ask them, how did you find me? You know, we used to always do that. Mm-hmm. You had this little survey, how did you find our restaurant? Or, you know, all those various things. And, and so, you know... It is something to to ask people. What did you find, or what did what search terms did you use when you looked for me? Yeah, absolutely. It's it it really does that. Just taking a little bit of time, and in fact, um, what you could get into the habit of doing, and I, and I try to do this as well, is just you know if someone calls me and and they're inquiring about my services, I'll ask them. You know, how did you, how did you mm-hmm. find me? You know, number right. one, and then yeah, and if they do say Google, which Mm-hmm. Most of the time they do say, and it's like, sure, thank goodness. Because uh, right. <laughs> if, if that's what I'm promoting, it's like, I better be found on Google. Um, so then I'll say, yeah, you know, what, what terms did you use? What did you mm-hmm. actually plug in? And because I want to make sure that I'm continuing to use those phrases in my mm-hmm. website, in my blog articles, so that I will continue to be found by people when they're right. using it. So, yeah, it's, it's so very, very important. And for people like you and I, whose business is our name, you have to use those words. Um, you know, I've seen so many people who, well, it's, that's egotistical. I'm sorry, you named your business after yourself, but you don't want people to find you that way. Um, and then have in the, the keyword section misspellings. Um, you know, and I've, it's funny, I've seen these in LinkedIn also, mm-hmm. where somebody will put in there, you know, a misspelling or, you know, I typically go by Deb, but my full name is Deborah, And it's spelled out the long way, the, the Deborah way. Right. And so somebody who kind of knows that I'm a Deborah might do it as D-E-B-R-A. So somewhere I'd better have that in there for people to be able to find me when they're looking that way also. Yeah, it it definitely, you you don't want to make it... Overly obvious, but it is a but right. it is good to have it in there. You know, mm-hmm. you know, once in, once in a while somewhere mm-hmm. for right. people to find. Yeah, you know, and and there's certainly ways like on WordPress that you can have the keywords that are hidden, and so that's where you can put the misspellings of your name, and um, you know, and especially if you have an unusual name, mm-hmm. you know, Gloria Rand. Okay, probably not going to mess that up. I have people like a friend of mine is Diane. Mm-hmm. And she's D-I-A-N-N. Okay, yeah. That's a pretty unusual spelling. So, you know, but she also needs to have in there with an E, with, you know, now they do it with a Y, Mm -hmm. you know, all sorts of things. You have to kind of anticipate those things. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, maybe I should do Glorida because I swear it is so it is so weird. I will get like emails mm-hmm. and, and someone has spelled my name, adding a D in there. Mm-hmm. I can't quite figure that out, how they manage oh. it. But, but mm-hmm. yeah, but now you got me thinking. It's like, hmm, yeah, maybe I better say. Right. <laughs> yeah, and, and that does that bring up somewhere. something. And, and it's funny because I tell people this all the time. Google yourself yeah. oh. and find out, you know, what, what the heck comes up mm-hmm. because, you know, it comes back to you met somebody at a networking thing. Well, you don't remember the name of their business, but you remember their name. And so if I put in Bob Smith, what am I going to find? You know, and, and you know, or if I put in Gloria Rand or Deb Creer and, you know, it, it all comes back to, you know, to Google. If it's not on that first or second page, I mean, you know, when was the last time that you went to a third page when you did a Google search? Yeah, it's it's not too often uh, unless there's like a lot right. of Google places on there or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and, yeah. and 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 you know, more than likely, what you do is you refine the term. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's like okay, yeah. well, you know, restaurant Cobb County didn't work, so restaurant Marietta might. Yeah. Or you know, something like that. It must be it must be about time for lunch. Yeah. You know, I'm obviously focusing on all these restaurants, <laughs> but it is something that you know if it, it, people don't go to the you know further down on the pages. I remember. You know, and it wasn't that long ago when an SEO search firm would say, we'll have you come up in the top 10 pages on Google. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry. Nobody goes that far now. Yeah, yeah. It, it really is important. And that's, and that's why I say you, you have to focus on what, what are called these long tail searches where you're, you're trying right. to be able to uh, rank uh, for like, you know, five or six words because it's mm-hmm. going to be a lot easier for you to show up on the page and for that right. than it is going to be for, you know, one word where there's like billions mm-hmm. of searches, especially if you're, in, if you're in some industry that's very common. Right. Oh, and one thing when you had mentioned, you know, Googling your name, um, I, I just wanted to also point out what you should 
what I recommend do is to actually set up a Google alert for right. your name. And that way mm -hmm. you'll always get notified whenever your name does show up. And that way you can keep tabs on it mm -hmm. because it's also important to make sure, you know, every once in a while somebody might be, um, well, not only your personal name, but your business name, you know, you may, somebody may have a, a negative comment about you. Mm -hmm. So it's right. good to be able to be proactive and, and, you know, get a, find out about that right away so that you can handle mm -hmm. that and, and deal with whatever the problem is. Mm -hmm. Now, another SEO question that I have, and this was something that people did way back when Al Gore invented the Internet, yes. was they would use other people's names in their meta tags. Um, so say they knew that you know, maybe they've got a, a little one-person shop, and but they put Walmart in for their meta tags thinking that, okay, you know, if I put in or they put in their competitor's name or something like that so that they come up in those search terms and they're, you know, it worked for a little bit. And then, of course, Google, which is, you know, run by a whole bunch of very smart people, figured that out and started penalizing. Mm -hmm. But I've seen that kind of happening again. Or people like maybe it's a blog post. They'll use a prominent name so that, you know, somebody searches for that name, their blog post comes. Well, yeah. I mean, I think if you're going to do that, it, it better make sense in the context right. of mm -hmm. the the article you're talking about, especially if you're doing it like in a blog article like that, because otherwise you're going to risk just alienating people because they may come to your, you know, they may go ahead and they're searching and they may be curious and they're going to read the article. But then if they don't see that you're really talking about what it is they were interested in, then they're going to leave, number one. Right. And, or, or they're going to comment. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, and give you a negative feedback about that, which is not good. You don't. Right. So you need to be um, conscientious and, and not try to scam things around there. Mm -hmm. and, and just for um, any small business owner that might be thinking about this, um, it used to be as well that – and and wh why Google got wise to this is there was what was called the keywords meta tag. And that right. was where people would just put in all these crazy keywords about like their competitors and things like that. Mm -hmm. But you don't need to even bother with that meta tag anymore because Google doesn't look at it. <laughs> I mean, because ah. of that, mm -hmm. because of the fact that people abused it so mm -hmm. much, they, they don't even use that in their ranking anymore. So there's, mm -hmm. there's the only reason you might want to do it is you can use it as a resource maybe to look at look at your competitors who might still be mm -hmm. using it just to get some ideas of the keywords they're focused on because right. they may mm -hmm. be words that you could use too mm -hmm. um, so use it as a re resource but don't mm -hmm. um, plan on it really helping your website out right. any is and and you should always be looking at what your competitors are doing you know uh, the people that tell me oh you know I don't I don't look why you know, you, I want to know what the heck they're doing, good and bad. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe somebody is offering a seminar that I think, ooh, that's something I want to take so that I can learn more. Or, ooh, I could give that same seminar. Mm -hmm. um, you know, some things like that. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's definitely good to be able to keep an eye on what so your competitor is doing. And, in fact, you could even do the same thing, do a Google alert for your competitors. Right. Or do it in, you know, good, another place to do that is to do, like, a Twitter search as mm -hmm. well. Um, that's, that's great for being able to keep an eye on and, and look mm -hmm. and see what, what people are doing so you know what they're talking right. about. Yeah, because, you know, I, I understand when people say, well, I don't want to like their Facebook page because they'll see. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, same thing with connecting with your competitors on LinkedIn, all of those various things. I mean, those are all very personal choices. There's, you know, to me, there's really not a right and a wrong. It's just, you know, if, if you want to do it, that's fine. If you don't, well, that's fine also. But there are definitely ways to be checking out what your competitors are doing. Yeah, absolutely. Because it, it's good to be able to like, like you said, to be able to stay on top and, and to be able to just to see what they're doing and so that you can either make changes or or, or not or just say, mm -hmm. you know, hey, well, that's an interesting idea, but uh, right. I think I'll keep doing what yeah. I'm doing because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm getting good results with it. And mm -hmm. it's fine. Right, right. I want to talk a little bit more about keywords, especially in areas where maybe it's a little bit more generic, say social media, mm -hmm. you know. How do you start really refining some of this so that you come up higher in the search terms when, you know, you're, you're just one of a hundred or of thousands of, of people who do what you do? Well, it's, 
I mean, there there are other tools out there that can help you come up with like these longer phrases. In fact, there's there's one um, I've used. It's called uh, Longtail Pro, which will okay. help you. Um, it is it is uh, it is a paid tool, but I don't. But it doesn't really cost you know an arm and a leg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but it you can actually once you put in like a set of keywords and it'll give you results. You can actually then specify and say, okay, I only want to find the phrases that are a minimum of five words long, and then it'll okay. give you a whole bunch. So that will kind of help you out in in doing that. But actually, even when you're actually when you're using Google itself, if you type in, you start typing in, you know, like social media, Google will actually suggest a whole bunch of different phrases underneath that Mm -hmm. as well. And you can go down to the bottom of Google too, and they will have like related searches. So there are ways to be able to, um, you know, find some different ways to be able to promote that. But, Mm -hmm. but I think more than just, I mean, it's important to focus on the keywords, but probably just as important though, to be able to I guess, differentiate yourself, especially mm-hmm. if you are in the social media field and you want to separate, is just concentrate on what makes you unique and okay. f- focus in on that and and also make sure that you have a good idea of who it is, who your ideal client is, so mm-hmm. that when you are in all of your dealings, whenever you are posting on social media, whenever you are writing a blog article or doing a video, if you, you have that person in mind. Right. And so that you are actually talking directly to them. And I mean mm-hmm. more than just a uh, single white female who's 35 years old. No, mm-hmm. I mean, you need to give them a name. You need to find out, you know, right. where they live. What's their income, right. you know, all of this. Yeah, crazy. exactly. Try to make them as, as clear of a person that you can. In fact, mm-hmm. maybe even focus on uh, if you've had like a really good client that you've worked with in the past, just imagine that you're talking to them because you want to get mm-hmm. more people like them right, into right. your tribe and into your or as customers, what have mm-hmm. you. So if you focus on who you are, what's unique about you, what value you give, and then concentrate on then what they need, what your ideal mm-hmm. client needs, then and of course doing all the other things that we need to do <laughs> to promote right. our business then you're going to find those people and they're going to find mm-hmm. you so i wouldn't get too obsessed necessarily i mean you certainly do want to do your keyword research and use and use the keywords on on facebook too you know it's mm-hmm. not just in your blog right. you can incorporate mm-hmm. them in your posts uh, you can even you know you do hashtags now on Facebook mm-hmm. to help with searching. So you can even use a keyword like that. Uh, it will help you in, in being found, but all of those things, if you f- just focus on you and what you give uh, a value, then I think you're going to be able to be successful and, and mm-hmm. people are going to find you. Right. You know, and, and one of the things that I tell people is in order to visualize who it is that you're writing for, find a picture of that person you know, it, cut it out and tape it to your monitor, right. you know, and, and, and as you said, you know, think of you're just having the conversation with them. Mm-hmm. You know, what would you tell them about your product or your service or a new feature or, you know, a, an upcoming event or sale or whatever? And yes, you know, there are times where you're going to have more than one target audience and, you know, and, and sure. but if you don't know who the heck you're selling to and in a pretty defined manner, then you're not going to be successful at all. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was doing that today and just writing out, I, I send out an email newsletter uh, every week to, to my, uh, you know, to my subscribers. And, mm-hmm. and I, and I always do it as if I really am just talking to one person, you know, right. even though I've got, you know, hundreds of people, but it's like, mm-hmm. I, I'm just focusing on, I'm talking to one person and that's mm-hmm. how I treat it. And, and I think it comes over, you know, people react to that better because mm-hmm. they, they right. feel that it is, you know, they know that you're sending mm-hmm. this out to a ton of people, but it feels, still feels like I'm personalizing it right. and making it for them. Well, and one of the examples, and I've, I've, you know, said this several times, so people who are longtime listeners will have heard this before, but, you know, I was at a networking event one time and, and, you know, you went around and everybody, hi, I'm so-and-so and I do blah, blah, blah. And this, you know, lovely person stood up and, and she sold skincare products. Mm. And so her target audience was everyone, because of course <sighs> we all have skin. skin. I hate that. Oh, you know I've that was and <laughs> and you know we all kind of looked at her and and all of a sudden we didn't know anybody who had skin. I mean you know, it was just one of those, and so we worked with her yeah. and got it down to what she really wanted to work with mm-hmm. were teenage boys 
16 to 19 who had acne. And then we all went, oh my gosh, you have to talk to, you know, this person, this person, this person. And, and it was just as simple as getting it down. Now that was pretty finite, Mm -hmm. um, you know, but an offshoot of that would be girls, you know, or the parents of those kids or, or, you know, whatever. But when she knew exactly who she wanted to buy, to buy her product, Mm -hmm. Then we went, oh, okay. Um, You know, like you and I, we do social media. Well, not everybody is into social media. So it's a waste of our time to be marketing to somebody who goes, well, I don't know how to use the Facebook, and so I'm probably not going to. (laughs) Okay, you know, very nice to meet you, and I'll move along. Right, yeah. Um, (laughs) You know, and and if you ever want to know how to use the Facebook, Mm -hmm. then come back to me. But, you know, it's an, or maybe it's an industry. Mm-hmm. I mean, not every industry should be on social media. It doesn't, you know, or, or they need to be on a different platform. Right. comes back to what you were saying before. Ask people, mm-hmm. what do you use? You know, do you like Twitter? Do you like Instagram? You know, are you always on Facebook? All of those things. And, and go from there. Yeah. Um, I heartily agree. I had a thought and it just went away but hopefully it'll come back to me again I was, gonna, I was gonna gonna follow up on but it just disappeared but I'll, it'll, it'll come back um well and you know one of the things that i think we do get caught up in is is we try and be everything to everyone thank you and, yes that's and, that's what i was that was it exactly because yeah we well i know what in particular i think especially for startups you know right because they have bills they have to right pay. and they and they and they think they they just they can't say no to people they think that mm-hmm. they have to do that and and I certainly get that and I was you know guilty of that at the beginning when I started my business too because you just want to get well number one you you may just need to get the experience of right. doing it and and it's actually it's it's interesting my daughter is just starting um now she's graduated from college and she's decided that she wants to do graphic design and web design Ooh. and which is great for me because she can work with some of my clients yes. but she's also learning in this process of like she's working with with a new client who it's like oh this is she's having to really explain a lot and and the woman is mm-hmm. not clear on what she wants and right. it's making mm-hmm. her crazy and it's like well mm-hmm. i'm telling you, well see now this is a learning experience because now maybe mm-hmm. this is not the type of client you want right. to go after and you have to say learn to say no sometimes mm-hmm. you know it was funny i saw a post just yesterday on facebook where somebody said i had to fire one of my biggest clients today mm. And, and he said, you know, it, it was going to be a financial hardship, yeah. but he spent more time dealing with nitpicky, naggy stuff with that person mm-hmm. than he did actually doing the work. And he said, you know, they're a delightful person, hopefully still friends, yada, yada, yada. He said, but it wasn't making him a better business person to work with that person. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I think probably once you've been in business a little bit longer, you, you do come across those people where it's like, you know, super people, yep. super products, but yeah. not so much. Yeah. Um, and then <clears throat> I like to be able to refer them to somebody else. Right. Because then you made everybody happy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah, there are times where it's just not a good fit and it's okay to move on down the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you're, it's, um, there's, there's a great book. I don't know if you've, you've heard of it. It's called The Pumpkin Plan by Mike Michalowicz. And, 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 in it, he ta- basically talks about this whole concept because he says sometimes you've got to be able to kind of pluck out those weeds in order to be able to help right. the big pumpkin grow, which is, you know, you know, really focus on those good clients. You know, mm-hmm. the, the uh, well, it's also kind of like the 80-20 rule, uh, you know, right. too, where, you know, 80% of your business is coming from, you know, actually 20% of your clients or, mm-hmm. your, you know, because or 80%, or, or whatever, something, something yeah. like that. Um, and so you want to be able to get rid of the ones who are just dragging you down and sucking mm-hmm. out too much of your energy and right. time that you could be focused on the clients who really do get you mm-hmm. <laughs> number one right. and get what you're you're all about and are a delight to work with you want more of those because that'll make yes. you a happier business owner <laughs> right you know because when you're having to deal with the ones that aren't as good it does just drag everything down um, you know, and, and, and it reaches a point where you think, oh, I'm not going to open my email for a couple hours because I might have something. For, and then you miss a good business contact. I mean, you know, all of those various things. So it's, it's better in the long run. And plus, you know what? They know that you're not enjoying working with mm-hmm. them. You know, and, and so if, he, if they can get somebody that works out better, 
they're going to be happier also. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, if you can refer them to someone else, that's, that's the best way to go. Because as mm-hmm. you said, that way you're, you're not really burning your, your bridges, you're being able, you're, you're giving them a, a lifeboat, actually, mm-hmm. I think, which is, which will mm-hmm. be much better. And then, then you'll all be happier and, yeah. and life will be great. Yeah. And wow, we just went down a totally different road. Yes, we did. Um, I don't know how we got down there, but, um, so, okay, we're going to circle back okay. and get back to what we wanted to talk to. Okay. Um, um, but you know, I think part of that, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna segue us back into it, is we have to know our our audience. But it comes back to knowing those right keywords. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you have made them too broad and too general, then you will get those people that maybe aren't the the perfect fit for you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, absolutely. And so, and that's where it comes back to again doing getting that ideal avatar or you know the ideal client that you want to have in mm-hmm. mind, and excuse me, doing the keyword research and then writing, writing that copy or, or voicing a video and mm-hmm. keeping them in mind and keeping their needs. And again, it could be, you know, as we had talked about, you know, doing some surveys, talking to, talking to your existing clients <coughs> excuse me, that you like and finding out again, you know, what is it about their, even what is it about you that they like and mm-hmm. what, because that can help you as well in being able to craft a message because if they know, you know that they like a particular way that you service them or, or the, mm-hmm. how your product works or something about that, that can help you in being able to, again, just tailor it, really get fine-tuned, and it's going to make things so much easier for you to be right. able to reach those. Right. Well, and in that copy, you know, whether it's your social media posts or your website or your blog or wherever – Address that specifically. I mean, you know, you, you don't really want to say a perfect client for me is. But if you say, you know, I love working with people in the financial services industry, then somebody who's not in the financial services industry goes, oh, okay, well, she's got good info, but maybe we're not a perfect fit. Right. Um, you know, and, and that's where it really comes in handy to have somebody like you who is that person who, who does that. So tell us a little bit about what you do for your clients. Oh, sure. Um, I would love to. Uh, well, I help them really. Uh, one of the things that I love to do is, is work with clients kind of one-on-one and helping them to figure out, kind of get clear on all the stuff that we've been talking mm-hmm. about, helping them to figure out who is their who who is their ideal client and right. how to be able to then create uh, the the message on their website that's going to be mm-hmm. help them to be able to attract that person right away so it's coming up with a good headline and good copy that's going to really uh, connect in a hurry because mm-hmm. there was one thing we I, I don't think we've really touched on well maybe I think we did early on but the fact is is that um, yeah people have attention spans of you know, a gnat. So they've got to be able to see right away on your website within Mm -hmm. like five seconds, maybe not even that, maybe three seconds that you've got the solution. So that's Mm -hmm. one thing um, that I work with and and making sure that that they can see someone who comes to your website is going to see right away. Ah, yes, Mm -hmm. they get it. This exactly. They have, they get me. They really get me. Yeah. And they have the answer to my problem. This is, this is Mm -hmm. awesome. I can't wait to like, you know, learn more about this. So that's one of the things I do. I also help people with their social media presence and, and making sure they have, you know, their profiles are set up right. And, and also working with them to, to, create some order too because one of the things that I think a lot of especially solopreneurs kind of struggle with is time management and how you know how do I spend how do I handle my business and yet I still Mm -hmm. have to be on social media and I've got to write my blog and how am I going to do all this so Mm -hmm. I help them coming up with uh, say an editorial calendar so we can plan Mm -hmm. out exactly what they're going to right you know what these blog articles are going to be and when they should be mm-hmm. posting them and also then coming up with a schedule for marketing their business during the week. Mm-hmm. What, what are they going to do on Monday? What are they going to do on Tuesday? Mm-hmm. Um, I know I had one, one client who I did this for and she was like, 
this is like so great because now I know what to do. You know, I don't have to mm-hmm. worry about, you know, that I need to spend an hour a day on everything or, you know, or two hours on Facebook. Mm-hmm. No, I just have to spend, you know, maybe 15 minutes or half an hour and then I can go mm-hmm. do other things. So, right. It's- well, and, and it's, it's in getting that focus, mm-hmm. you know, one of the mistakes and, and, you know, I certainly made this when I moved to Atlanta and it wasn't a mistake. I mean, you know, I knew I needed to do it and then I, you know, figured it out later how I was going to do it. But you, you, tend to join a lot of, say, networking groups. You want to, you know, we talked about, you know, you want to have a product that is for everybody. Well, you know, when you're new to an area or new to your business, you're thinking, I have to meet everybody. And so you network your little hiney off. You've eaten more chicken than you ever wanted to eat in your life. (laughs) And, you know, and and you spent a lot of time just doing that. You know, and and here and, you know, in in Denver, it was the same way too. You spend a lot of time driving. Mm. And to me, that is totally wasted time. Yeah. And so rather than going to a lunch where I'm going to see the same people I saw the week before, the month before, who may or may not care about what I do and having it take three hours with drive time, mm-hmm. maybe I should spend an hour on LinkedIn, you know, or, at, you know, an, another hour updating the text on my website and then a final hour writing my blog. Mm-hmm. To me, that's kind of where people get a little mixed up and they're told, oh, you have to attend every one of these networking things and you have to do this. And you have- No, you need to do what works for you. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I was doing that too. I was like spending so much time and I, it's the same thing. It's like, it's not just an hour and a half for lunch. No, you've got to factor mm-hmm. in travel time and usually right. it's like a half an hour from my house. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, it takes three, three hours, three and a half hours out mm-hmm. of your day that you could be working and earning money uh, mm-hmm. and being much more right. productive. So mm-hmm. that's not to say these aren't good to go, but you don't no. have to go no. to one every single week. You know, mm-hmm. maybe just pick the best one that has the best contacts or, or maybe it's, uh, you know, a good group of people that maybe you get together and you kind of talk about ways to be able to improve your business. Right. I, I belong to one group like that where it's great, where we spend part of the meeting really focusing on problems that we're having in our business and people mm-hmm. will share, you know, suggestions on how to be able to fix it. That is worthwhile. That is a worthwhile time for you to be able to spend, but then you can, yeah, the rest of your time should be spent working on being able to, you know, acquire new contacts, acquire right. clients, and mm-hmm. and dealing with the and and the other actual parts of your business mm-hmm. that you have to deal with. <laughs> and and it comes back to knowing who your client is and and who your great potential client is. You know, maybe it's great to be a member of the chamber, but if they've got a committee or a subgroup. That is your in your target industry, not the industry you're in, but the the industry you're wanting to sell to. That's a good place to be, um, you know. And, and maybe you have to do, join a totally different organization. You know, mm-hmm. all of these various things. But think about that. You know, it, it was funny. I was having the discussion the other day with somebody who only networked with people who did what she did. Oh wow! And that mm, was great. Yeah. I mean, she learned a lot. Mm-hmm. She you know got tips and things, but. They're not going to refer clients to her no. because ew, they want those clients. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and when she really sat down and thought about who do I need to be selling to, it, she, it, it, was, it was just like this flash of inspiration. Mm. And the light went on. And she went, oh, my gosh. You know, those are great people. I'll probably still do like their social events or whatever. But, it, you know, spending three hours going and having lunch with them was not going to, to do anything for my business. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad she had that realization. Cause, you know, and there are times yeah. where it's still good. Oh, I mean, yeah. you know, there was a, an organization in Colorado where the people, you know, fabulous people again, you know, they, I, and I loved going and seeing them. Were they going to work with me? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But the group had speakers okay. that they brought in mm-hmm. that were phenomenal. Yeah. And so for me, okay, that was worth it. Sure. Because now I could have just gone and heard them by myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I didn't have to have anybody else there. Right. But, you know, it was something. And, and so, you know, kind of look at those things. Don't go, well, I have to go to this one because I paid my membership dues. No. You paid your membership dues to be in their directory. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and all of those other things. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, right. yeah, it's, it's if you look at it, if it's, if it's an investment in your education and your continuing education, then, then certainly it's worthwhile. Yeah. And, or something you just find interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, we all need those those brain times yeah. where we shut it off and go listen to the local, you know, whoever talk about something that's just a cool thing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because it is. It's definitely good for your brain <laughs> to be mm-hmm. to be exposed to different things. So. Right. 
you know, and, and it's, it's funny because we've been talking about this over and over again. It's about knowing who your client is, knowing how they're going to look for you and then talking to them. And it's, and I'm saying, you know, we're talking to them. Mm -hmm. We're not talking at them. And there's a huge difference in that. Yeah, absolutely. It it, it comes down to, again, yeah, you want to think of it as a conversation. So Mm -hmm. imagine, even though you can't hear them responding to you, but you could imagine (laughs) that they're responding to you. You want to see them nodding. You want to, you know, all those various things. Yeah, for sure. You know, and, and, and it's tricky, especially if you're, you know, the salesperson or the, the solopreneur or whoever, because you're thinking, I have to sell 100 widgets and I have to sell 100 widgets today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and that's your entire focus. Well, you know, okay, maybe somebody doesn't call it a widget or you're in the wrong place to talk to the people who buy widgets. You know, it's, it's a matter of thinking all those things back through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's where those keywords are just so absolutely critical. Yes, definitely. So that's, if you keep that in mind, that's going to help you out. Right. And, you know, and, and one of the other things that you mentioned several times that I want to talk about, we've got just, you know, a, a minute or two left here, mm-hmm. is that you have to, to be updating things on a fairly regular basis. Now, you know, don't panic all of you out there thinking, oh, my gosh, I have to do this every day. Um, you know, maybe, but maybe not. You know, the, there was somebody, a big blogger, and he was a big blogger, mm-hmm. you know, well-known name, yeah. who blogged every day. Yeah. And you could tell that he said, I'm going to blog every day. Mm-hmm. And you could tell that most of the time he thought, holy crap, what am I going to write about? So I'm just going to write about something stupid. But, hey, I blogged today. Mm-hmm. And I followed him for, well, I, you know, I, I got his, his uh, e-newsletter. And, you know, it, it took maybe three or four months before I stopped reading mm. And then it took another three or four months before I unsubscribed, Hmm. you know, and, and it was one of those where if he had really stopped and thought, I'm only going to do this every two weeks, every week, once a month, Mm -hmm. but really made it that home run type of content, it would have been so different. Yeah, absolutely. I I totally agree with you. Yeah. I, I, I actually kind of made the that mistake myself with my podcast. I somehow got it into the idea that I had to do a podcast five days a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so did that for like several months. And then I kind of burnt myself out because I'm right. realizing like, what am I doing? <laughs> Cause I'm like running out of ideas, number one. And it's like, right. I, and I'm not doing my listeners a, a service because of that. Mm-hmm. So I've scaled it back now. <laughs> so now my goal is once a week uh, right. because it's going to be that way I can take the time to think about it mm-hmm. and, and figure out what is going to be a really good topic to talk about, or as you say, or to blog about. And then again, you get back to focusing on that uh, one person and, focusing on the words that are going to really resonate with them. And then that way you're going to be able to be much more successful and you're going to keep people from hopefully unsubscribing and attract new people to Mm -hmm. your content and ultimately have that opportunity to convert them into being a customer. Right. Or at least telling their friends about you. That too. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a wonderful thing. You know, and it's okay if, say, you're doing it once a week to think, I don't have anything this week. Mm-hmm. I'm going to skip a week. Yeah. Now, you know, don't skip the next week. You know, don't get into that habit yeah, of, yeah. of everything. And because that is kind of the downfall that we all do. Mm-hmm. And, and we've, you know, I can definitely see that on Facebook where, you know, Paige thought, well, I didn't have anything to, to post this week. Eh, I really don't have anything to post this week. And then pretty soon their most current post was a year ago. Yeah, that's that's a really bad habit to get into. And, and what I would suggest for people who it maybe if they do get stuck once in a while where they they don't know what to post what you could always do is share someone else's article and maybe just write right. a quick little intro paragraph and say mm-hmm. hey i came across this and thought you guys would mm-hmm. love this and then you post the link to the article or, or you post right. the entire article and give the other mm-hmm. person credit of course yeah. too. and now this person had great how-to tips right. we talked about the videos yeah. you know yeah refer to somebody's youtube channel or whatever yeah exactly so that way you don't have to feel so pressured but but that's also where the editorial calendar can come in handy because mm-hmm. if you Right. know what you're going to be talking about for the, like the next three months, um, mm-hmm. then it's a lot easier to say, oh, yeah, I'm going to be talking about this today. This is great. I can just right. sit down and write <laughs> the mm-hmm. article and get it done. So, 
And there's nothing wrong with writing something in advance, oh, you know, yeah. and, and thinking, hey, I'm going to write this article, but it's really not going to go out till April. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, you know, obviously reread it when you get to that sure. point, but, um, you know, because things might have changed. Yeah. But, yeah, it's it's very cool to, to be able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's a big time saver <laughs> for yeah. people. Yeah. Well, speaking of time, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> we are out of time. So, you know, Gloria, tell people how they find you and connect with you online. Okay. Well, I am... Pretty much you can find me anywhere by looking for Gloria Rand. Just make sure you don't find the realtor in Arkansas, um, but <laughs> who has my name, um, who I've gotten emails from, from people looking for her. Um, yes. <laughs> but I am, you know, I'm on Facebook. Uh, it is facebook.com forward slash Gloria Rand. I'm on Twitter, uh, LinkedIn. And of course, my website is GloriaRand.com. And I do have a blog on there. Um, so I've got lots of information about um, social media, SEO, and I would love for you to be able to um, join that. And, and to be able to, you know, get some great information on there. And if um, if you don't mind, I would also love to be able to put out a little invitation as well. Sure. Um, for, uh, I have, if you go to GloriaRand.com forward slash apply, you could apply for a free 30-minute breakthrough session with me. Wow. Um, where we can kind of take a look at what's going on with your internet marketing presence and, right. and see what's maybe what's missing, what needs to be tweaked and uh, kind of get you on the road to where you're going to have uh, much more success. So I'll put that out there. Um, again, it's right. Gloria Rand, R-A-N-D dot com forward slash apply. And, uh, and we'll see if we can, uh, you know, get together and, and schedule some time to talk. Perfect. I love it. I love it. Well, Gloria, I have had a great time talking with you, um, and we will definitely have to do it again. But I am Deb Creer. I've been talking with Gloria Rand. Easy to find me online. It's just debcreer.com, and that's D-E-B-K-R-I-E-R.com. And to everyone, have an absolutely fabulous day. Thanks for listening to Deb Creer, your social media friend. Tune in next time to listen to more great tips, techniques, and trends for using social media. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.